My guest today is the Regional Vice President of EMEA SMB Sales at OutSystems. And here's what people say about him. Hugo's greatest characteristic is his positive and constructive attitude. Here's another one. Hugo has a charismatic personality which has ensured that there's never a dull moment in the two years that we work together. A third. Hugo was my first true sales leader and as such was integral in my professional development. He helped me develop my soft skills as well as my EQ, thus forming the foundation for my management career. His mentality when approaching an obstacle is always one of, let's work together to find a solution. And finally, Hugo is a take charge person who has a unique ability to present creative ideas and communicate the benefits. He has successfully developed several business plans for our business that have resulted in a significantly increased revenue. Hugo Suarez, you're very welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Paul. Happy to be here. It's, it's been a while. Um, I think I first met you was, was an article many years ago. 11 years ago, yes. <laughs> Time flies, it really does. Uh, tell me, what I don't know about you, Hugo, is uh, I know where you are now. You're based in Lisbon. Where did you grow up? I grew up near a town near Lisbon, um, and on the so okay. on the other side of the bank of Lisbon. Um, it's really a, a middle class, typical type of uh, city and, and, and family. Um, that, that's where I grew up. So public school and all that stuff. So that's that's me. Okay, that when you say Lisbon, it's, it's it's across the it's across the no no it's not Sintra it's across the the, the, the river so it's a place called right. uh, Alma. Ah, okay. Yeah, and and so talk to you a little bit about then your your early influences. What was it like, and what might have inspired you ending up in sales? Uh, it, it's it, it, I wasn't supposed to be in sales. Um, so I study uh, to and, and I and I was for the briefest of times. Uh, uh, an engineer, an IT engineer. So I studied to, to be an IT engineer. And I did that for around uh, four years. So I was, a, I was the guy back in the, in the, in the 90s that was installing uh, networks and giving people access to the internet, uh, whatever that means, if you remember those days. Uh, so I studied to, I do. to be that person. Uh, and by coincidence, I started working a lot with salespeople. Uh, doing, going to meetings and, and working with them to showcase to the customers the technical aspect of things. Um, and, and, and then one day, uh, a salesperson um, told me, no, 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 you, sh you should not be doing this. You should be in sales, which I laughed and I said, no, absolutely not. I'm a tech guy. Um, and then uh, someone was crazy enough to give me a chance. And they said, well, I think, I think you, you have the skills, you, you ask the right questions, you're enthusiastic, you go after the the, the truth of, of what we're discussing and talking about. And a lot of the stuff that I, that I apparently I did, that I had no idea that I was doing right. Uh, so qualification and all that stuff. Um, and then I decided to accept the challenge. Uh, so I did accept the challenge. Uh, the first six months I did, I thought that I was going to get fired every single day because I had no clue what I was doing. Um, and it took um, a, a bit of um, a big lesson in humility to go to, to some of the salespeople that were doing a really a good job and sit down with them and asking them, look, I know I can, I can tell you everything technically about this product. Still, I'm not selling anything. What am I doing wrong? And that was, that was the biggest, the first biggest lesson in, in, in sales. Uh, 
um, and which 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 was a good one because you start talking with people, you, they they tell you, hey, read this book, do this thing, uh, listen to to what the folks in that was really inspiring. Um, so. What what did you did what did you discover that you were doing wrong? I I um, talked too much. So at the beginning, because I knew how the product worked and I could describe the product and have technical conversations because I'm, I'm just a new salesperson, right? I used to be an engineer, so now I, I can have all the, I still have the knowledge. And what ended up happening is, was that I, I would have a first and a second and a third and a fourth and a fifth call and we would discuss all of the technical issues. And, uh, but, and because there was a technical fit, I thought this is a done deal. And I would disregard anything else regarding uh, what's the impact of them buying the product, who makes the decision, the buying process, the, 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 the procurement stage, do they have budget? Uh, I was very focused on that. And because the meetings kept going, I thought this is, but they're requesting another meeting, right? So they're saying, hey, let's have another meeting. Let's discuss this specific topic. What about this thing? Um, and and it, took, it took six months of selling almost nothing to, to, to like I said, go, go back to the sales people. That add, the thing that amazed me the most was I, I thought, how could they be selling? I'm so much smarter than they are, right? Which, which is the wrong question to, to say to yourself. Because they, no, they have no knowledge about the product. And then, and then sit down with them and kind of start the journey of, okay, budget, buying process, what's the implication of buying or not buying, qualification, decision makers, and all that stuff. And you start taking notes about, around those things. And, and realize that, okay, I was, I was not asking a lot of the good questions. <laughs> it's funny you should say that, and I'm smiling here because I had exact same experience. I was a technical guy, wanted to get into sales only because I saw the cars that the sales guys were driving. And, 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 and genuinely thought because I had been out with customers in, in a pre-sales role that I was doing most of the work anyway. This, this would be the easiest transition in the world. And, and of course it wasn't. And, and like yourself, you end up not selling anything. And, 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 and the problem is, and I'd be curious to know what your experience now leading people is in terms of seeing this. I'd be, uh, I'm really interested in knowing how prevalent mm -hmm. it is because what I did, because if your belief system is the product matters, and therefore, I remember getting this new job with a startup company, and I didn't know anything about the product. But because my belief system was the product matters, the technology matters, I doubled down on that. I went and I got the books. And the thing was, in that two or three month period where I really knew nothing about the product, I was having success. Well, I wasn't closing deals, but I was out bringing people over for demos, bringing them over from various networks, uh, operators around Europe to Dublin, uh, getting them all set up. And, and, and people were excited because we were seeing activity. And then I doubled down on learning about the product. And like you, I just started to talk and talk and talk about the product. And got, then, of course, people disappeared. And uh, I, I went for a lot longer than six months, I can tell you that. <laughs> But I was curious to know that because you, you, you must be sensitive to this when you see it in other people. And one, how prevalent is it, that sense of if, I, if I'm knowledgeable, I'll be successful, one. And two, when you see it, how do you show them the light? Well, I think, I think there's two things to the knowledge, knowledge of, the pro, of the product. Obviously, you need to have some, some knowledge of, of the, what, whatever product you're selling. You need to understand what does it do, what, who buys it, and what, what, how it helps people, 
uh, mm. getting into the details of the problem, of the product, uh, I think brings problems. The first one is that you have to remind yourself that you are a salesperson. So if I'm speaking with you and you are the technical person and I, for some reason, can and will try to engage you at the same level, all of a sudden we are, this is not a, um, I'm in a bad place because you're, you're a technical guy receiving uh, information or learning from a salesperson. This doesn't fit. That's why sometimes you need to let, you need to know your role in the situation and let the, the technical people have the technical conversations. Obviously, you all you want to be in a, steering the conversation and, and in, into the right path of, of finding uh, if this is a deal that can actually close or not. Um, so I wouldn't say, uh, and the second thing is that sometimes people think, tend to think that if the product is good, it's easier. And, and, and I mean, you just look around and, and there's a lot of bad products that are, uh, are selling and, 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 and there's a lot of startups that have this magnificent product that you've never heard of uh, and you never will. Um, it, so the, the quality of the product is not, it's not and, and knowing about the product is not the, the key for, for success. Uh, I, to answer your second point, I think that sales is, and, 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 and people like yourself help a lot on this, on this matter, is no one studies to become a salesperson, right? There's no, um, I mean, now, nowadays there's a couple of things changing in universities and, uh, and uh, entrepreneurship courses and, and, and sales skills on negotiation uh, things. But no one wakes up, there's not, not a 10-year-old, I believe, that doesn't want to be a, want, his, his dream is to become a salesperson. So, there, so what, what that brings is uh, a, a working force of a lot of sales folks that have, there's no professionalization in sales, right? No one actually went and studied it and understood what it is. And what companies typically do is that they put the, the, the best salesperson that they have, now becomes the manager, they do a, a two-week training, which is all, or sometimes even less, um, and, but that is, is, is insufficient. So to answer your question, what do I do? I, I, I typically focus on two things. I focus on trying to, to give the, the salespeople on my team, and the, the ones that I get, the, the basics, and try to have them get into a path of getting to know the, 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 the craft of sales. Uh, either by studying, by doing role plays, by having them read books, attending webinars, uh, sessions, following up uh, folks like you, um, and say, hey, look, th these are things that you can learn. And, 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 and lastly, whenever we're having a conversation about a, a deal or a potential deal, regardless of the phase, if we're at the beginning or at the end, I always try to be critic on the, 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 the way that they are positioning um, the deal in the sales perspective so so that we don't have situations where enthusiasm of the customer or the prospect is referred to as they really like us so therefore they're going to buy and you try to dissect that into say okay are they showing the right buying signals is this properly qualified do we know budget do we know uh, who is the person that signs the check at the end what happens if they buy what happens if they don't buy so I'm, I'm, I'm a, a bit of a uh, 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 a tough cookie when it is to deal reviews and, and things like that. But again, the folks that understand why I'm doing it, they understand why. So I don't, I don't, I, I tend not to care sure. so much. Sure. <laughs> That's always a good characteristic. Uh, take me back a little bit further 
Hugo, I want to go back, way, way back. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit about the kind of things that inspired you, motivated you when you were a child. Uh, so, uh, well, my parents, obviously. Um, uh, my dad is, is, uh, is a guy that always worked uh, immensely, right? He's the, he was the one that would leave the house at 6 a.m. and get back at home at, at, at 8. Uh, he gave me a piece of advice once. Uh, when I was finishing high school, I wanted a summer job, and he said, look, just go to a computer store. I mean, back in the 90s, there weren't that many. Um, and just ask for, to work there for free. And I said, are you crazy? I'm, gonna, I'm not going to work for free. What, what, what's that? So well, you'll learn. And, um, and, uh, and so I did. And, and it was a, ended up being a, a good experience because when I had my first job interview, I could say I've done this in the past. And a lot of the jargon that they were applying, I already knew. Um, mom's the same thing. Uh, she always kept teaching us, uh, me and my siblings, that it well, no, doesn't matter what you do, you, you can always do it. Uh, just, just do it. Just don't don't fly, don't fluff around it. Just just really do it. Um, later in life, um, uh, I, I really liked the, the a couple of teachers that I had that that kind of told you or or, or in, in their teachings that if you're going to do something, really do the the, 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 the have to prepare yourself, have the due diligence of, of doing the right things. Don't kind of do it. Really do it. Um, and, and, and if you, if you, if you take things seriously, um, and you prepare for them, um, I, I always find that is the, the, the easiest way to learn is to teach. So learn something as you're going, as if you needed to teach that to someone else. And if you end up teaching that to someone else, even better, because now you need to reinforce and re be, really be sure, uh, about what you're saying, because people will ask you questions on, on it. Um, so yeah, th those are the my parents and a couple of uh, key figures that that kind of mm. took me on that path of of, of uh, being prepared. And I, I'm curious. Are you saying that if you can't teach it, you probably don't understand well enough? Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, I'll give you a quick example that has nothing to do with sales. So, since stage of nine, I I do martial arts, uh, karate, and. Um, and uh, uh, when I was around 21, someone told me, you should teach. Give it to the kids, just not adults, but try to teach to the kids. And whenever you get into that position and you need to explain how effective a specific technique is and detail it and then demonstrate that you, the, the way that you're describing the technique actually works, it's really, it's really, uh, it's, you, you cannot just make stuff up. It, because now people are seeing, exposing your, your knowledge to, to the thing, which I think is the same thing for sales, coming back to sales. So one of the things that I do whenever I'm, I'm teaching folks in sales is that I never, I, 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 whenever I role play, I'm not always the customer, right? I say, look, now you will be the customer. Let's do some live calls and I'll, 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 go. I'll, go, with you for, you know, I'll go with you in the first five conversations you have, first 10 meetings. Um, so, so, so those are some of the things that I do, because um, I, I really think that you need to, to like you said, in order, in order to teach someone, you really need to be on the topic again. How do you bridge the subject versus the objective thing? For example, with karate, it's very objective. Mm -hmm. There's a right way and a wrong way to do it, and you'll spend a long time getting it right and eliminating the bad habits. 
But with sales, when it comes to conversations, it isn't so objective. There's a subjectivity. There's a warmth, maybe, in tonality that's very hard to be specific and say, here's how you replicate this. As a simple example, I mean, and, and that's it. It's not simple. There's a complexity to it. So how do you, how do you when you're working with people, address that? Well, you need to be able to measure some of the key things that you want to do. So leading indicators for that is, for me, is key. Um, so I'll, I'll give you an example. So everything for me starts with pipeline, right? I, I, I say to my folks, look, at the beginning of your journey as a salesperson, here's what I want you to do. I want you to make mistakes. And they look at me and they puzzled. So look, go to the, don't say no to a lead. If the lead doesn't look right, if, if whatever reason, just have the meeting. The reason why is that I want you to make all of the mistakes right now. I don't want you to feel anxious when you're picking up the phone or, or sitting in front of someone for the first time. I want you to listen to a lot of re uh, rejection so you get accustomed to it. And I also want you to understand and, and take a few pitches and receive a few questions that you so you can start testing the waters and understanding what where what are you doing, and then translating that into leading indicators. Right. So, how many meetings you're having that week? How many conversations? From those conversations, how many transform into meetings? From those meetings, how many transforms into transform into real opportunities? And then once that 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 portion is done, now we can start focusing. Okay, now that we have these ongoing meetings. Let's focus on properly qualifying them. So you, you kind of, throughout the first year, you kind of guide them step by step. Because a lot, of, a lot of times, and I had this recently, people, they say, well, I started in sales. This is what I want to do. How do I negotiate with, uh, I don't know, board members of, I say, wait, 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 wait. Let's take a step back. You, you don't have any pipeline <laughs> yet. So why do you want to negotiate with board members of a potential customer that you don't have? Let's focus on the beginning. Everything starts with pipeline. And let's set up some leading indicators that will set you up. Because once you have that, that figure out, the sky's the limit. Now, now, now you can start learning more advanced things um, and, and, and getting into that. Um, 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 what I'm thinking as I'm listening is, I hope people listening to this, if they're driving, that they've pulled over and they're taking notes because what you're saying is is gold, and and what jumps out at me because it's rare, is two things. First of all, is somebody role playing with their reps, and two is giving them permission to to fail, and not just giving them permission, encouraging it because you know it's the fastest way to learn, and the fastest way to learn is good for everybody. And uh, what I'm curious about is. When you came to that realization that this was the way to lead, was there a pivotal moment? Was there a point, or is it something that was just all? <laughs> so I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't. <laughs> it's, it's funny that you mentioned that. So I learned a lot. I, I had some good bosses, but I also had some bad bosses. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And um, and um, and and what I tried to do at the beginning, whenever I had a bad boss. Um, was to see, okay, what are the things that I don't want to do? Because uh, at the time, I wasn't thinking one day I'll be leading teams, uh, right? So what I thought was, well, these are the things that, one, I don't like, and second, don't work, because I'm not learning anything as an individual. So I was being very selfish at that point. 
Um, and then on the other side of the spectrum, on, on the bosses that, that, I, that were really good and, and I could learn something, uh, what are the things that I like and why, why am I learning? Because sometimes, it, sometimes it's not evident. Uh, I, I can tell you one thing. I one, one day, and uh, um, I had a boss, uh, Giovanni Tavani, shout out for him. And, um, and he told me the simplest thing. We're going to a meeting with a customer. There's, there's some friction there. And he tells me, uh, I'm nervous. And he just looks at me and says, Ooh, you got this. That was it. Right? It, it wasn't like a, a, a very a, a big moment of a lot of knowledge that he gave me. Um, to the same extent that a lot of the good leaders that I had allowed me to fail. Right? They, 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 they kind of sit down with me and say, okay, why, why isn't this working? And, and, and took that journey as a, let's, let's use this to, for you to become better. Um, so those are the things. And then the, the things that, like going back to the bad bosses, um, or bad leaders, I would say, if, if you feel that you're not learning anything from them, try to understand why to the same, to the same extent that you are learning things. Because sometimes it's not obvious. Um, I mean, if, if you have a leader that screams and shouts at you, that's easy. Uh, that's he's a bad one. Um, although the, the 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 screaming and shouting it has a place in, in sometimes in some conversations, depending on the the, 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 the people. Um, but but yes, it, it is to try to understand what you're doing. What I did on my end was very selfish. Was can I take anything from this uh, and move moving forward? And um, what am I learning for? Uh, and there's always some learning, even if you have a bad boss, right? Mm. Mm. I, I, and, I'm, and I'm thinking that you're right, the, the, the shouty, screamy ones are the obvious ones, but sometimes bosses who are too helpful, who have a need to kind of let me show you how it's done mm. and take over, can be just as suffocating, in fact, can sometimes be worse because you might stay with them longer. Yes. No, I mean, I had a, I had a conversation with uh, one of my uh, leads uh, in the team, and... Uh, and and um, and we have this uh, conversation. Uh, he's ex ex military, and uh, he's actually the one that reminded me of my own rule, which is: we gave the base, we 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 set them up, they did the courses, they passed, everything's fine. We now need to let them fail, and let them fail doesn't mean necessarily that if you if you see something big, you're not going to stop it. Obviously, you want to intervene, but they need to have bad calls. They need to qualify. Uh, uh, they need to have time to, to not proper qualify. They need to have time to initiate a sales cycle that you can see, you can spot from a, a mile away that it's not going to go anywhere. They need, because that's the way you learn. I mean, I learned like that. You probably did as well. It's not by, I mean, it's, you don't read a book and you learn this stuff. You, you get ideas and, you, and then you, you try to apply them. Some of them work and some of them don't. And then some of them that didn't work but two years ago, you, you, you try them now and do work. But you need, you, this is a, 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 you need to go through this process. So trying to avoid, like you're saying, oh, no, no, let's not be, uh, avoid yeah. everyone from making mistakes. That's a bad, that's a bad call. Sure, for sure. Um, I'm curious, Hugo, that you, I know you've worked for a couple of large, mm -hmm. large organizations. And, and but when you started with OutSystems, it, it was relatively small. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to know what, what if you if you were talking to people who were working also in large organizations right now and thinking about their next career move. <laughs> you know, Christmas is coming up, New Year, when people sometimes, depending on obviously fiscal year, start to think about these things. 
What type of individual do you think would thrive and do really well if they were to go to a startup as their next organization? And mm -hmm. what type of individual would you say, don't do that, stay where you are? Well, it's a, that's a good question and a, and a, and a, and a tough one. I, I, I don't think there's limitations. It, it depends on um, it depends on what you want. Um, there's all there's always a learning curve, right? So when I moved to uh, Dell or Symantec or Oracle, these are big, massive corporations, and, and you you, you kind of have yeah. There's a process for everything, and you stay in line for everything. Uh, and, and and obviously it's, it. It, it provides you immense learnings and, and, and access to things that you would normally not have um, and that you can then bring to a smaller company as for ways to implement things. So one of the, to, an, to answer your question, if people are, if they want to do it, um, what motivated me at the time was I've been working for, uh, between Dell, Symantec and Oracle. It, it's been, at the time was around 10 years. So I've lived that uh, giant that moves slowly, and, 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 and sometimes you may end up feeling like a, a drop in, a, in an ocean. Um, mm. and, I, and I had feedback from colleagues of mine and friends of mine that were working in smaller companies, and, it, and they said, no, it's not necessarily better, but it's different. But, but the different always triggered me, right? So I, I, so, so I jumped on it. I had, I think, nine interviews at a time, to, which was more, which was weird. With, with more interviews to join a smaller company than it was to, to join Oracle. I think they really wanted to make sure um, and, 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 and then adapt. Uh, I can tell you one of the key mistakes that I, that I did. I, I, I remember having a, a meeting with my boss and the boss's boss and the boss's boss. I don't know how many. I think the CEO was on, on, on the room even. And uh, I was quiet. Right? Because it was not my place to give suggestions because we're talking about another team or something that was not related to my space. And um, someone asked me, why are you quiet? And I said, well, because, I mean, it's not, my, it's not my place to say something about a colleague or a team that is not my own. And he said, don't ever do that. So, okay. Okay. So you start. It's, it's different. Um, so if you are someone that, that I would say... That is adventurous and uh, is not afraid. Um, just, just uh, do it to the same extent that you can be on a smaller company, and now receiving an offer or want to apply to to a giant company. Uh, and some people may be afraid of that as well. I mean, don't. Uh, it's at the end of the day, there's a lot of what you can do that influences everything uh, on your success and, and the way that you deal with peers. And, it, and come on, at the end of the day, if you're in sales, you always like to be in on the edge of 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 comfort, right? You always want to be in a place that you can be challenged, that you can learn. Uh, so that that is good. Yeah, yeah. If you're not if you're not uncomfortable, you're not moving. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in your career, what has given you the greatest sense of accomplishment? Uh, that's a that's a good question. Uh, most recently. Um, Whenever you see um, folks on your team um, getting uh, promotions on, on, on jobs and, 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 and as, as moving forward in their lives, and, and, and they don't even need to say anything, but uh, uh, if, if they say, well, thank you for this, or, or they call you and say, hey, uh, it, was, it was really 
helpful and crucial whenever you gave me this type of advice and I'm doing the same thing. Uh, most recently it's that, it's seeing uh, the teachings that you're, you're giving to someone um, being useful for their lives and their career. Um, and, and that, that is because it means that it, it somehow, and you probably feel the same thing, I guess, you kind of, they're using the learnings, they're using you as a step. That's, that's my biggest, that's one of the things that I said, say to people the most is don't use me as a who knows a lot or because uh, I know a lot compared to who, right? If, if, uh, if there's a guru of sales, uh, I probably don't know very little uh, next to that person. Uh, use me as a step. Right, so learn what you have to learn from me, to step up, to go, to go, to, to do your own path. Um, and if I can teach you anything that you can use, awesome. Uh, uh, if if I don't, then I I'm sorry. I love that answer. Um, yeah, that recently that's it. I mean, on the other hand, before that, uh, things that I, I I was proud. I I was proud to. Um, move away from uh, so I moved when I was 24 I moved from Portugal to France uh, I'm really proud of that because I, I didn't know how to, how to speak French I was moving a Portuguese guy moving to France to Dell that was a big thing um, a couple of awards that I won um, like um, um, in my sales career uh, either by achievements uh, or doing clubs stuff like that those are the things that, that motivate you a little bit um and, and um, I think the, the uh, pivotal point was when someone invited me uh, to go uh, to, to sales, there was uh, some, some, something big as well. And the first time that someone invited me to be on a leadership position, that was also very, uh, very important. Yeah, I'm just when you said that France and learning French, what crossed my mind is, where did, where did the English, your English is stunningly good. Oh. It's flawless. Thank you. When did that happen? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I so in Portugal, you, you nothing is dubbed. So you, when you and, and, and everything is with subtitles. And back in the eighties, when I was a kid, uh, even the cartoons, some of them had uh, subtitles. Um, so you kind of I don't know. Um, I, I don't have a, a British uh, accent. Uh, I think because of too many American no. series in, on on TV. Um, yeah, but that was yeah. it. It's not American. It's either. not. It's yeah. It's, it's it's something weird. You don't. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 European, but it's not heavily accented at all. And that's why kudos to you, as I said, and the fact that you did that by osmosis and absorption is uh, is is incredible. Uh, tell me, I'm you obviously have seen many changes take place in the sales landscape in the past 10, 15 years. I'm curious to know what you think in terms of both what, what you see that's good and bad and how leadership has to adapt in order to cater for the changes that are taking place. I mean, uh, the digital revolution has obviously been something. I remember when I, when I picked up the phone in 2004 and started calling some folks, uh, everyone thought, this is not the way to sell. No one sells over the phone. And, and now these days, remote selling is, isn't... Isn't something that works because people yeah, please pick up the phone. Exactly, <laughs> if, if people they want to be, uh, and and I, and I still believe that people buy from people and people like human interaction. But the way that the, the world has advanced, and that because of the speed of the internet, the tools that we have now, uh, we need to adapt uh, uh, and and understand that selling is selling at the end of the day. 
and when I started as an inside salesperson, there was this kind of demeanor of, well, you're an inside salesperson. Uh, and then you start closing some deals and some big ones. Um, and you realize, okay, this actually can work. And, and, and once, once we, we hit the pandemic, then I, I, if there's anyone in the world that has any doubts at this point that we can do uh, most things remotely, um, it, is, it is, well, he's a fool or she's a fool uh, because we can. Um, I think the shift now is, is the, the, the speed of things. Like uh, uh, if, if you think about uh, marketing uh, or, or sales, and the fact that everything is done at an incredible speed uh, and opinions are formed at an incredible speed. You need to find a way to tap into that because it's, it's not like in the old days that you're a sales guy and you, and you make your territory plan. You take your car and you go to a couple of places. There's a tower with, I don't know, 50 companies in it and you knock on the door and everyone else and you sell. Now there are the, the way that the, the, the digital course um, um, takes place and, and, and things happen so fast. Um, and the way that customers also, or prospects buy, it's much different than the, back in the day you had, you were selling a product uh, to someone for the first time that they, they, they had no idea about the product. These days, whenever you're speaking with people, they already know about it. They already, already know what, what, what's it for. They already know about you. And in their mind, they already have a short list, if not a decision on who they want to, 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 to acquire or when, why. So, the, the customer is also much, 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 much better uh, informed uh, and knowledgeable about the things that they want to do. Uh, and it's our job as salespeople to, one, tap into that, to understand where the leads are coming from, how do they buy, and what are the types of decisions that they're making uh, to, in order to, for you to fit the process. Uh, I, I, I learned a lot about uh, buying um, so selling process, I, I'm, I'm keen to understand whenever I speak with customers or prospects, how do they buy and why they buy it, right? And what are the, is the due diligence that they did in order to acquire a specific product? But then it, it kind of varies. If you're selling a product that is retail or something that is um, pretty straightforward, um, it's one thing. If you're selling something that is highly disruptive um, uh, or uh, that, that people don't believe that they need it, uh, such as, for instance, uh, sales training or leadership training. Um, then you need to you need always obviously to work that around. Mm. Is there a type of sale then that you felt most comfortable with, or most attracted to, or resonated most with you? What I'm talking is that, as you describe it, the commodity sales where there's a demand for it, and your job is really more of a managing the, the process mm -hmm. of moving it through that. And then there's, as you mentioned, ones where there's a, you, you have to create demand. It's not a, it's not a must have, it's a nice to have. And people sometimes, like you mentioned with sales training, don't even believe they need mm -hmm. it. And uh, there's a very, very different engagement process. And for you, is there, is there, is there a model, if you like, that you gravitate to? Well, I, I because of my, uh, IT uh, uh, studies, I, I, I typically navigate towards that um, just because I, I'm interested about it and, and I know a fair amount of it, uh, a fair bit about it. Um, but I would say that for me personally, it's, it's is the product that we're selling or that the product the company is selling something that is 
I know I know this might sound bad, but is is it in any way, shape, or form changing anyone's life? It, that's that's the, the type of thing that I can because I, I like to tell stories as you as you probably could can tell. Um, so is is this a product that I can envision or or understand how it it impacts someone's life to the better? Um, but at the same time, I can tell you that I, I, I I've done some. Some, uh, some, some pro bono work with people uh, that were selling stuff as simple as honey. And uh, they said, well, we have a successful business with five employees and we want to expand. And uh, how do we do it? And you kind of sit down with them and, and go through the process. It's not just dropping prices and doing things. It's, it, it has a lot of smart things that you need to do. But at the yeah. end of the day, it's... it's, it's yeah. But that impacts... Yeah. Yeah. That does impact their life as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why it's making an impact. Yeah, yeah. and uh, when you said honey, <laughs> I was in Montenegro. Uh, it's a, at least two years ago now, and it was on a photography trip at the Black Lake. Beautiful, beautiful spot. And we were coming back, and some of the locals there sell honey, and they're lining up for some of these tours who are coming back from this very, uh, this natural beauty spot. And their, their whole selling pitch was, would you like a discount? <laughs> and literally, the very first thing out of the mouth, as you're passing by, they're holding out the honey, would you like a discount? I'm thinking, sell me on the honey first. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. But um, well, the question I want to ask you, Hugo, was in your leadership career, as that's evolved for you, what was the biggest struggle you had to overcome and what <laughs> lessons did you learn as a result? Um, yes, um, the the biggest uh, on, on leadership. It's it, it's not an exact science. So you think so at the beginning you think if I do the right things and if I show myself doing the right things and if I teach everyone the right things they will follow me, right? And this is the peculiar thing about people they don't follow you just because you say the right things to the same extent that you don't want people to follow you just because you're telling them what to do. You want to for them to think on their own. Um, I think we, you need to distinguish. And I had a student in, in, in university. I do some, um, I go to the university once a month and I, I teach to you know, uni local university around people that want to be in a, entrepreneurs and business. Um, and a student told me, aren't you afraid that you're telling all of this, this stuff uh, uh, and uh, we kind of take that take that from you, and, and, and now our ideas are better than yours. And I and I didn't had a, a an obvious response. I just said, look, uh, if 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 again, if you, if you can take the stuff that I'm teaching you and, and use it and do better, even better for me. But here's the funny thing about about leadership and about how people uh, they they don't they they don't always learn, right? So you, you, it, 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 what I'm saying is I'm not I don't want to sound bad, but if you're in front of a hundred people and you teach them something that you know for a fact is something that is going to be good for them, because you you yourself do it, you know that it, that a lot of folks do it. It doesn't mean necessarily that you leave that room with a hundred people knowing the same stuff or applying the same stuff that you did. There's a lot of things involved, courage. If you say, hey, uh, challenge the customer to say and tell them otherwise uh, or say no uh, or, or, or people don't necessarily do it because they're afraid. 
So uh, that was the first thing that I learned from leadership was what does it mean to be a leader? Which, which ties back into the thing that we were discussing early, which is what, it, what does it mean to be a salesperson? No one, no one goes to university or school to become a leader, right? So I'll go to the leader university and become a leader. It's something that you need to, 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 to learn for on your own. And, 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 and also as a leader, you need to be comfortable and okay with uh, a group of people learn and they're doing really well. Uh, these, these folks are not learning because whatever choices they make. I, I typically say leadership is the worst job in the world. And people laugh at me because they see the, the nice car or the nice house or whatever. And you say, okay, so let me put it, put it to you on, uh, this way. If everything goes well, you as a leader, you need to go stand up and you say, it's because of the team. Right? These guys are the ones that made it. If everything goes badly, you go to the same spot and you say, it's my fault. And no one else to blame. It's me. So uh, I, I kind of learned a lot of the, going back to what I was saying, when I had leaders on, and I still have leaders, you, you always have a leader, um, you kind of try to understand why do they inspire you? Because sometimes it's not obvious, right? Sometimes it's not obvious why that person inspires you. Is it because they... They tell you uh, they, 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 they are tough or they're good or, or they are gentle. And sometimes it's a mixed bag of, of all of those things. I know that I had people tapping my back and saying, hey, it's going to be okay. But I also know that there was sometimes a, a leader came to me and said, you really screwed things up. You, you stupid, stupid person. And I'm like, okay, I got it, I got it. And it, it, it doesn't mean necessarily that it's a bad or a good thing. But I think, yeah, I think there's a, there's a lot of, um, there's, no, there's no course for it. There's no training for it. You, you kind of need to do. Um, uh, but I, I guess it's the distinction of you, whatever you're teaching, whatever you're doing, you need to allow yourself to make mistakes and you need to allow yourself to understand that not everyone's going to get the message and some of them are going to be, be, use it and some of them are not going to use it. And it's, and it's the way it is. What I'm hearing is that you, you have to experience it to learn from it. Mm. You, you, just, you just can't get it necessarily out of a book. You can probably get ideas, but often I think books are great for bringing to the surface something mm. that you've already learned, and it's just a way of refreshing mm. it. I'm curious to know, because I guess you've been through many different types of training courses in sales, sales leadership. Is there a way that you've experienced that you can accelerate the process mm. of learning? I, th I think the, to learn what? Sales or learn leadership? Well, I'm talking about learning, in, in it, but mm -hmm. if you have an example, it doesn't matter whether it's from sales or for sales leadership, mm -hmm. uh, trainings that you've or classes you've attended where it's helped you accelerate the process. And I'm curious to know what that it mm -hmm. is. Obviously, I have a professional interest, but I'm curious to know what it is that helped you Make a jump, me, I guess, in your sure. own mind. Well, me personally uh, is, um, you, I, I think you need to start from a, a point that you are curious. So the first time I saw you, uh, 11 years ago, I didn't went to the room saying, here's another guy telling me what, how to do my job, right? So you have to be curious. You have to say, oh, this is new. I never, let's give it a shot. Let's see how it works. Um, so I, I think that's that's the the... the, the the, the, the starting point. You need to be curious and open-minded. You need to, to 
be able to let yourself into into that. The second thing I, I think is is trust. You need to have some sort of um, um, develop some sort of relationship, even if it's just a week with a, with someone that is coaching or training you, that you understand that what they're trying to say is genuine, right? I had uh, I don't know motivating courses of people hitting swords on a wall and and do all sorts of weird shenanigans to, to make you do something uh, because you need to hit the phones or whatever. And, and you kind of don't trust that process. You don't, you don't even trust that person. So I think trust is, is the second one. I'm, sorry, I'm laughing at the souls of the world. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's another... It's I've another, never seen that. That's it's a, it's another, a full hour of podcast if you want to. <laughs> but, um, okay. but, uh, but, uh, but long story short, was someone trying to motivate people to do create pipeline. And, uh, and the, he said, by God, we will create pipeline. and start hitting a sword on the wall uh, to kind of motivate people to everything is possible. It's this sort of thing. Um, don't give that guy a go. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> no, so, so I think, so you need to be open. You need to trust. And, 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 and third is courage. It's really hard for you to go to someone uh, and say, hey, call the customer and say, our offer is off. It's really hard to say, uh, I mean, we, we, negative reverse selling, for instance. It's really hard for people to do things uh, that are counterproductive in their minds. So you need to be brave. And whenever your boss or someone that is a little bit more, like going back to the six-month thing that I, that I said at the beginning, I, almost, I thought that I was going to lose my job every single month because I wasn't selling. And I was the smartest person in the room, clearly, I thought. So you have to go to those those folks and they tell you stuff like uh, ask them this, qualify this way, don't say yes to this, say no to that, gives and gets, do a list. If the list is off and you have, you're giving a lot and you're not receiving a lot, just tell them, hey, I, I don't think this is going anywhere. It's, it's hard and you need to be brave about it. Uh, but as someone once told me, it, 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 it's, it, you're lying to yourself. Right? So you need to be brave and ask these questions that your mind is, is asking you, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, and do them uh, because you will always be better positioned after the conversation. Either two things happen. Either you know that that was never a deal and you move on and you, you stop working on it and you go and build your pipeline and do other things. Or they say, no, no, they confirm that this, it, is, it is a deal and, and you kind of have questions and, and, and it develops, uh, improves the qualification of the deal. And you keep moving forward. Mm. So there's a, a thing that I have written on, on top of my desk is at the office uh, is you cannot lose something you don't have. So a lot of times salespeople, they come to me and say, hey, this thing that I have in my hand, this, this is amazing. And the customer loves it. And they are super excited. And, it's, and you go and you realize that they, they, don't, they don't have anything. So why would you be upset of losing something that you don't have? You don't have it. You can only lose something if you have it. You don't. So move on to the next thing, yeah. and bravery. So that that's the three things. I love that. So it's openness. Have your mind open with a natural curiosity, trust, and be brave. Yes. And I think there's. I think the trust and brave sometimes are two sides of the same coin because you. To trust, I think you have to be willing to be vulnerable, which can take a little courage as well. I think there's an element of that mm. in 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 trusting. Um, yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, 
If you were a minister of education and you could make any subject in the school curriculum mandatory, what would it be and why? Oh, man, that's that's a good question. Uh, so many things. I, I would be... Um, I don't think I would be a good minister of anything, but, but I think that um, there's a couple of things that we need to learn as a society, I think. Um, first, first one is I would put some sort of ethics in, in play, uh, just because um, I hate, I really hate the bad rap that sometimes salespeople have of, um, oh, you go for lunches and dinners, uh, or you made a lot of commission on this deal. And, and it, it, it so yeah so that's that's a, that's that's one uh, and and a lot of salespeople they kind of do off off weird things uh, and, and, and but at the end of the day it's the the fault of the companies that allow them to 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 do those weird things because um, money but again with the exception of ethics because we could we could stay here an hour t talking about it I would say that if you're anyone anyone that wants to open their own business being sales you need to have sales training and sales training is not just how to pick up the phone and dial and all the things that I learned 10, 15, 20 years ago. It's how do you make a plan? Where do you start? Who buys your product? How do I identify them? How to get them? How to speak with them? How to understand their buying process and not your selling motion. Um, I would say that that would be because the, the essence of any country, if you take a look at any statistics, a lot, there's a lot of uh, medium to small, small to medium-sized companies. Those, those are the ones that are uh, making things turn around. It's not the, the big giants that sometimes don't pay even taxes. Um, but I digress. So if you, if you're thinking of doing anything like that, uh, you, you should we should put we should institutionalize uh, professionalization of sales because there's a lot of folks that are doing they, they don't know what they're doing. And to the same extent, leadership, right? If, if you think that you're going to open a business, you need to know how to handle uh, people, expectations, um, and, and, and have some empathy on their struggles and, and what they need and, and, and try to understand, okay, with this person, I need to hug him and this person, I need to uh, maybe take them outside and have a tough conversation. And you're not, you're not, you don't always know how to make the distinction. That's why you have so many leaders that they only do one thing. They're really nice. Or they're screaming, shout at everyone, at everyone, and that's not a that's not, that's not a good leader. I love that answer. Um, a couple of quick questions left for you. Sure. you know, I'm just conscious of time. If your home were burning down in a fire and you'd only got and and assuming your family are safe and you're full, of course, let's say, <laughs> and you're only time to grab one one item, what would it be and why? One item. Uh, that's a, that's a good question. Yeah, not phone or not computer. They don't. They don't. Okay, count. no, I, uh, phone and computer. So that uh, that that doesn't count. I think um, I would take my pad uh, and a pen. Um, I I still to this day notepad, uh, a writing pad. Some what I take notes. Um, yeah. To this day, uh, if you want to learn anything, if you if you break into my house and you steal my pads, you'll know everything about me. I, I, to this day, I, I, I cannot write on documents or computers. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm only 41, uh, but I, I, I never, I never got got into the thing of, of writing things into. And my pads is, is where I put my thoughts, is where I put my uh, conclusions, observations, observations. Sorry. Um, 
and um, it, it's where I, I kind of do mental exercises of and lists of gives and gets, do's and don'ts mm. uh, of those things. Mm. So that and and, and mo- most often than not, I I I, I find myself revisiting. Um, I don't know this deal. Uh, my notes from from this deal that we won or we lost from six months ago to try to understand. Okay, it was on the right path, and why was it? It was on the wrong path, and why couldn't I see it um, at the time? And you would go back to notes from that from six months ago and, and reread. Yeah. Because wow. I, I want to know at the beginning of the deal, especially the ones that we lose. Um, um, why couldn't I, what, what steps I missed so I couldn't identify uh, mm-hmm. that this wasn't uh, a good deal? So, because you, you always go back and say, well, I should have asked this thing or I should have access to this person mm-hmm. or I didn't get, mm-hmm. um, I had a wishy-washy answer on this thing here mm-hmm. that I should have um, um, deep dived to understand a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Are you the eldest child in your family? I am, yes, sir. Thought so. <laughs> okay. Just everything you've told me just screams eldest child. Uh, does it? Uh, in a bit, I don't mean in a positive way, by the way. It's just it's something I have when I'm when I'm listening to people or observing. It'll pop into my head. There'll be there's patterns, obviously, in all our behaviors, and of course, these things are generalizations. They're, yeah, you yeah. Know, They wouldn't stand up in a court of law. <laughs> But I remember once flying home from, from Manchester to Dublin, which is not a long flight. It's 40 minutes in the air, max. And there was a guy beside me, and he was working away. And we touched down, and I, was, I, had just, I, had, I have to ask this guy, is he an eldest child? It's just the way he was working. He was so ordered, and, and everything was precise and structured. And we touched down, and we were pulling up to the gate. And I said, listen, can I ask you... <laughs> Can I ask you a personal question? He said, what's that? I said, are you the eldest child? He looked like, I am. He says, how did you know? I said, I've just been watching your work. I was just fascinated by that. I really am. Um, anyway, uh, one, one last last question, because it's, it's just turned top sure. of the hour. Final question, Hugo. In, in Lisbon, in that main square, there's a massive big statue. I don't know who it is, right? But it's a big, big, big statue. Now, I want you to imagine when your life on this planet is done, that statue has been erected in your honor. And there's a plaque underneath it with just a few words about Oof. you and your life. What would you like it to say? Uh, 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 something that, uh, besides the, the, the typical cliches, loved and, uh, and all that stuff, uh, just that, um, that I, I was, uh, he, he was successful living a, a, a peaceful and a fruitful and happy life. That's, that's, that's it. There, there, I if it. I can piggyback on, on, on that, there's a thing that you study in economics, uh, one-on-one economics when you start um, studying, um, and it says that uh, the increments of success uh, are, are really, um, so it's, if, if you're getting better 10% uh, uh, whenever you start, it gets to a point that those 10%, they, they don't mean anything almost because it's really small increments of, of where you were. Uh, and I think that that uh, it, it, it starts to get to a point that that you need, and, and I mean that's part of my life right now. That you start thinking the more of giving back, 
that we're seeking. So I, I think that's going to be my focus and journey for the next years. It's, it's how do I figure out, um, uh, obviously, while, while still working and making some money, how do I figure out how to start giving back to my friends and my family and obviously anyone that wants to listen. Hugo, it's been an absolute pleasure and really insightful. I've thoroughly enjoyed our chat. Uh, thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you, Paul. Thank you so much. It was it was very, very exciting for me too.